No good. Fight for the rebound. Connor Servan has it. 15 seconds for the game. Stop sign is up. The Illini get it across the line. They can dribble it out. Melendez will do so. And the Illini dribble it. Dribbling up the left side. 4-3-2-1. Victory, Illinois. Final score. Illinois after a slow start. 86. Kansas City, 48. The Illini are 2-0. 2-0 and and indeed are the Illini. A bit of a slow start, but by the end of it, the Illini bench almost outscores UMKC on their own, and the Illini move to 2-0 and with an 86-48 win over the Ruse. Welcome into the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Evan Kahn, Mike Latulip, and Scott Beatty with you as well as you guys. We want to hear from you, but first we've got a rapid reaction here brought to you by Kozat Asset Management. For half a century, they've been a part of every one of our Illini football and basketball post-game shows. Kozad Asset Management striving to serve financial needs and build lasting relationships. Mike was not able to be in attendance for this one here tonight, but uh, what, what did you see out of the Illini here today? Yeah, we talk about this team having elite potential defensively, right? And tonight showed why that's important, because when you get off to this horrid start... <laughs> offensively having a defense like that you're you can withstand those types of starts because those are going to happen it may not be one for 16 and over 12 from three like it was <laughs> but in some way shape or form there's going to be certain games that resemble that so having a defense that can kind of help you stem the tide there it, it gives us a line eye office just just time to to get going in games like that i thought that was huge and, and scott Beatty was in attendance got to see the banner be raised rings Handed out and, and the Illini improved to two and zero. Yeah, it was it was a little bit ugly there, especially the first four eight minutes of game time. Uh, then they started to figure some things out. Dane Danger, I'm not is not Kofi two but we we got something there. <laughs> we really got something there. Um, you know the shooting uh, the shooting woes are a bit concerning. I'm most troubled by Brad Underwood's love for Journey, but. <laughs> We can go into that later. He apparently really likes that group. I don't know why he or anybody does, but we can talk about that if we want later. <laughs> he was the one trying to win all those tickets. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, no. It, just... Journey came on the PA, and he said, this is the best song they've played in six years. I love That's it. That's what the man said. I love it. Just another reason for you to love Brad Underwood. It, it makes so much sense. It, it just kind of echoing what you guys said. I, I like that the defensive intensity kept up early. The, the shooting woes didn't get to him as far as that went. And everybody pitched in. Anybody considered really for the rotation this year got points. Everybody saw the ball go through the hole. Uh, Ty Rogers got himself a dunk. So he he's off of it as well. Dane Danger. What, what more can you say about the guy coming off the bench with another double-double, and Illinois wins as they should, 86-48 over the UMKC Kangaroos. We want to hear your thoughts. That's our rapid reaction brought to you by Cozad Asset Management. You can give us a call, 217-356-9397, or text the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. You're up next here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Trent Meacham from Cozad Asset Management and Jay Downey from the Downey Group. Championship teams are strategic on offense and strong on defense. This is our game plan for your financial future. 
Grow your wealth using personalized investment strategies with Cozet Asset Management. Protect your wealth through industry-leading life, disability, and long-term care insurance services with the Downey Group. The Cozad Downey Alliance creates a team you can trust with your financial future. We've partnered together to serve individuals, multi-generational families, and businesses in this community for all of their financial planning needs. Are you positioned to experience financial growth? Are the futures of your family and business secure with proper insurance protection? Grow with Cozad, protect with Downey. It's time to plan your winning game. Call me today at 356-8363 to get started. Securities offered through M Holding Securities, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA and SIPC. COZAD Investment Advisory Services offered through COZAD Asset Management, Inc. COZAD Asset Management and the Downey Group, Inc. are independently owned and operated. There's a couple of songs the Wiggles did, I think, having to do with kangaroos and... It's hard not to think about that here. The following program is an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS, along with Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Now it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. 217-351-5357. Now, your hosts for the Fasters Etc. Postgame Show, Evan Kahn, Scott Beatty, and Mike LaTulip. Loose ball to Illinois. Fire up the left sideline. Out top, Shannon drives to the basket. Oh, oh, oh. oh with a left-handed Tomahawk slam. To start the scoring. Yeah, Terrence Shannon Jr. getting them going again with a big slam. The first two of the game there. He finishes with 14, four assists, four rebounds, that is, and five assists. Doing it all is the transfer from Texas Tech as the Illini nearly double up UMKC 40, 86 48. Wow, I'm just reading everything backwards here. It's a late night fasteners, etc. post game show here with Mike, Scott, and Evan. Still waiting on the fan line if you want to give us a call 217 356 9397. Texts are coming in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Um, uh, 312 texter suggesting that uh, Kenny Loggins should intro. Dane Danger because of the the Danger Zone. I like the the play on. Now that's a man there. I can respect. <laughs> you, we, we we can play Kenny Loggins, but just no Journey. Okay, Scott Ritchie was it, likes Journey too. Who, everybody at least can tolerate Journey, right, Mike? I mean, even Mike's okay with Journey. Yeah, I don't know what I'm. I'm not really sure what Scott has against it. You know, and, I sound, see, it I'm on an personal. island. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, it just sounds personal. It sounds. Personal. <laughs> what, what did Steve Perry do to you? Did he hurt you? It'll you know be what? Okay. I didn't have anything against Journey until one day, my father announced that he didn't like Journey, and 
I started to think about it, and I was like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe by the end of the year, we'll, we'll get Scott back on the journey train. Uh, Devin in Jacksonville says two things, and they're both dealing with Dane Danger. Wonders how many years of eligibility he has left, and if we can get Danger Zone. There we go again, going in the Orange Crush. I, I mean, Dane Danger, I don't know. He's a freshman. He's a sophomore. I don't know. He's looking good yeah, he, here he, through he two games. Playing, he keeps playing. He keeps playing like that i'm not sure i'm not sure years of eligibility are gonna matter (laughs) no but uh, i don't know is this kind of what you thought he was going to be when he came in kind of crafty moving around the the basket there and even putting it on the floor he was giving guys the the between the legs and all that yeah it's it's what i expected but not at this rate if that makes sense Mm -hmm. i i think every now and then you'd expect him to flash his offensive skill set and his length defensively but he's doing it at such a rate right now and with such low usage i think that's the important thing is you can get 20 and 15 out of the kid and you don't feel like you have to feature him he's just he's just getting a lot of that from his activity and from his motor and i think that's that's the most important thing here and we'll we'll i know this won't be the first the last time we talk about dane danger tonight but i just want to make that point to start was when you have a guy that's low maintenance like that and can have a stat line like he had tonight, 20, 15, and 5. I, I don't know when the last time that happened. I'm not sure. I know Kofi had five blocks in the game, but I'm not sure it was mm. coupled with the 20 and 15. I think it's been a while. Yeah, that's a that's a big game, really staffing, stuffing the stats there. What impressed me, Mike, was the confidence he was playing with out there. And I understand you know, he, he, he probably has a, a superior matchup, uh, but he looked like, he was comfortable. He was asking for the ball. He was frustrated when he didn't get it. Uh, he just his body language, the way he was carrying himself, didn't look like, oh yeah, this is my first time playing college basketball. Yeah, and I noticed that in game one uh, against Eastern Illinois when I was there live. I noticed him getting upset when he didn't get the ball thrown into him, and that's you know that's usually those are that's what good big men do. They're upset when they don't get thrown into him, and I think for Dane. Look, the wrinkle he adds to this team is is special because he's he's not a guy like I said that you need to throw it into twenty five times. And then defensively, I don't know what his wingspan is. I'm pretty sure it's like <laughs> seven six or, it's huge. or something crazy like that. And I think beyond what you normally think for someone having a long wingspan, you're a, you don't have to exert as much energy to block a shot to get a hand up to contest and i think that doesn't take you out of position as much kofi has smaller arms than 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 dane and a lot of times he'd take himself out of position to try to block a shot and dane's a guy who can actually kind of alter shots and still kind of be on the ground and still go get the rebound and that alone i think is a is a major asset but the last thing i'll say with dane is you have to continue i I know you had 17 and 10 and i know you just had 20 and 15 but continue to remind yourself why that was. Like, don't go changing stuff now. You you came in, you play with the motor, and these things, the 20 and 15, the 17 and 10, a byproduct of you playing with the motor and playing mm-hmm. with aggression. So continue to do that. Remember what brought you to the dance, and that's what, what Dane's got to focus on moving forward. Yeah, fell off just a little bit. Only shot 82% from the field today after shooting 88 on, on Monday. So we'll see if he Brutal. can he can clean Brutal. that up just a, a little bit. 9 of 11 from the field. Free throw shooting as a whole w- was better there uh, until the end. 18 of uh, 26 as a team, 2 for 5 for 
Dane Danger and Illinois comes away with the win. Couple more texts here on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Uh, shout out to the tribute that they gave Trent Frazier. Mm-hmm. That that was cool. They, they gave him the whole one minute video. It's so funny to see him as almost literally a baby as a freshman, and then being there for for five years and how he changed. Physically, and his game changed, and how far Illinois came while he was here, that that was a cool moment. And that they built it up for him last. Mm-hmm. At, you would, I mean, Kofi was more of the star power and all that, but they ordered that, like, you know, <laughs> we're culminating with this tribute to Trent. Uh, it was pretty awesome. And the way they faded it at the end, with him uh, stealing the ball at Iowa and and running it off for the championship at the Big Ten, and it was it was very well done. It was very very well done. I was just looking back at, at that picture from from that Iowa game. That was uh, that was just the, the perfect moment to to cap off that regular season and the Big Ten career for for Trent Frazier and that team. And Benny says, "Great night, raised the championship banner in the State Farm Center." They did that indeed for the first time in 15 years, celebrating last year's Big Ten champion as Illinois tries to do it again this year with a win over the Ruse. Let's name our MX electrifying player of the game. It's going to be a tough one here tonight. Uh, MX wants to be your electrician when you're in need of electrical service for both residential and commercial needs. Call 217-359-7293 to schedule your project and remember, relax, call Max. As I said off the top, you, you, you got uh, four different guys in double figures. Everybody got on the board. Everybody got a board. You, you like to see that. They were sharing the ball as well, but uh, I, I mean, the guy who comes in, has a double-double. Like you said, we'll, we'll have to go diving through to see the last time somebody had five blocks to, to go along with it. I'd probably say Dane Danger is our player of the game. Uh, no argument here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, I, I was going to try to make a case, and, and nobody really performed bad. I thought Jay Neps coming off the bench, he, he quietly kind of steadied the ship there in the first half. He saw significant minutes, and he had a good job. Uh, Shannon, of course, uh, he, he's going to be the guy who's been getting downhill. I don't think he got the calls that he was hoping for towards the end. That's why his numbers didn't end up like they did the other night. But let's give our MX electrifying player of the game to Mr. Dan. In danger. Rebound Shannon ahead to Clark. Feed the danger. Hello, Dane Danger. Boy, he's like that Christmas present we didn't know what we had in the box. My goodness. One I will inbound to Danger. Short jumper. Good. Off the glass. He's doing it all, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yeah, I thought his night was done at 14-14, and 14, and he comes back in and scores six straight to, to really seal the deal for Illinois. They are 2-0. and They'll be back in action on Monday. We want to hear from you on the fan line, 217-356-9397, or text the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, Fasteners, etc., postgame show. I got to tell you, that was a very tasty move by the big fella. <laughs> the conversation about today's game continues. On the Fasteners Etc. post-game show, join in by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line, 217-356-9397, or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Looking at his zone again. Epps, left wing three, got it. 
Jaden Epps, his first three-pointer is an Illini from the left wing. And Shannon coming up the left wing, jump pass, left corner, Epps again. Got another one. Jaden Epps. 33-20 Illinois. Epps down the lane. Little scissor move, and he lays it up and in from right to left. Across the lane, Jaden Epps. Nice move. Yeah, the freshman out of Virginia there, scoring 13 and three off the bench in 24 minutes. Uh, still not not really any guys uh, with you know over 30 minutes. You got 27 for Coleman and Terrence. You got 24 there for uh, Sky Clark. Wow, I didn't even realize he played 24 minutes. So he, he played 24. Epps. 24. Dane Danger played 23. Had a text for winning, wondering how many he played. So he had 20 points in 23 minutes. Again, pretty efficient from the big man here as Illinois wins game two of the regular season here in 22-23. And with his first phone call of the season, it's one of our favorites. Simeon's ringing in. It's the late night edition. It's already tomorrow out there in Virginia. Hey, Simeon. Hey, Evan. And I just got done speaking to Scott. First of all, it's good to hear you guys. Uh, um, it, it's kind of hard to believe that it's basketball season already. <laughs> it seems like I blinked and this year just flew by. Um, but I'm excited for another season. I'm going to, since I didn't call in um, for the last game, I'm going to kind of sum up both of them here in a minute. But I did want to acknowledge what you guys were uh, had been talking about uh, the uh, guys coming back and hanging the banner. I'm so proud of that group. Um, uh, they, they, the piece they did was well done, and they rightfully talked a lot about Trent. And uh, Io also gets a lot of publicity, and Kofi too. But I think, in my opinion, and you guys can definitely say if you feel differently, I think Kofi was a major clog in the in the wheel of us uh, having this uh, run that we've had. So uh, I'm I'm very grateful for all of those guys and what they did. Um, switching gears to this group, um, I, I'm excited to see um, what they're going to do with all this athleticism. Um, and um, before I, I, I uh, go into last game, I do want to recognize you guys got a guy from my area up there. Well, I'm originally from up there, but um, I live down in Virginia now, and Jaden is uh, Epstis from there. And uh, I find myself uh, rooting for him, so I was so proud of him uh, tonight. Uh, but um, in the first game, uh, watching uh, uh, Coleman kind of blossom, I expect to see that on and off all year. And unfortunately, um, I don't think we'll have Coleman back next year. I think he's gonna, he's NBA-bound. Um, um, I also see a jewel that I didn't expect, and maybe you guys expected it, in, uh, in Dane Danger. Uh, I think Dane is going to have a fantastic year for us, and uh, hopefully he'll have a fantastic one next year. Um, I'm, I'm a, a little surprised at a couple people. It seems like to me that RJ is kind of pressing. Um, I, I hope he'll relax soon. Uh, I was really sorry to see Luke get hurt because um, uh, I know that we – are going to depend on his uh, his shooting. And also, Matthew, we, we need his shooting as well. So I don't know. Maybe you guys know if he's hurt and can elaborate on it. Um, but he just doesn't seem like what I remember him doing at Baylor. But I'm hoping that we'll get some of that Baylor, Matt, um, uh, going forward. 
Um, the the uh, another surprise for me was uh, is uh, um, Trent's. Uh, everybody says he's like Trent. I can't he's sincere call Harris. Right now. <laughs> sincere Harris. He's the headband went wearing number one. <laughs> yes, he's been a breath of fresh air as well. I knew Ty was going to do well. I knew Clark, um, Sky was going to do well. Um, and we just got a, a team full of, of great guys. I know that uh, TJ is going to do well. as, as um, And I think we're going to be a handful uh, f- um, for the Big Ten. Um, but I, I'm just really uh, proud of these guys. I think we're not going to have any problems with uh, rebounding. Our defense is going to be our calling card. The the thing is, um, us um, playing slower—not slower, but um, not being so sped up on offense and slowing down on offense, and then people figuring out their roles on offense—I think is going to be our biggest key. Um, but I think we'll have a good chance to raise another banner and go deep in March, um, from what I've seen so far. So I don't want to hog all of the time. I hope my friend Steve will call in. Mm-hmm. And I hope others will start calling in as well because uh, um, I know it's kind of at the beginning of the season. Also, too, oh, one other thing. Uh, I've really been really pleased with football. I know this isn't the football mm-hmm. show, but uh, I've been really pleased. I haven't called in um, for football, but uh, I've been that's been a pleasant surprise for me this year as well. So um, it's good to talk to you guys, and uh, I'm just going to listen to your comments uh, offline. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for the call, Simeon. A lot of good stuff there. And it's it's probably a good thing if we're talking about football in November, mm-hmm. as you said, because this isn't it isn't something that usually comes up. Usually we're we're all in on basketball at this point. So yeah, we're we're looking forward to next weekend and what these next three to, to four weekends have to do with, with football and as for the basketball, you you, you unpacked a, a lot there. I'll just start with um guys like Melendez and Meyer. I, I think they're both feeling their way out and somebody like Meyer and Sky Clark, they're, they're guys that are coming back from injuries in the off season or, or, or last season. And they're still trying to get right. And when sincere Harris is your ninth man, last guy off the bench as a spark plug, you're, you're doing something pretty good as far as roster construction. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm just really excited. The quickness, um, the, the way we, uh, uh, if somebody gets past us, how we we still get to the rim and block their shot. Um, um, it's I, I I'm, I'm just really excited. I think we're going to be a, a handful for all of the Big Ten teams. And uh, um, I, I've heard some of the announcers kind of talk down on us with uh, us playing some of these early tough games. Um, but I think we we're going to come out all right with those. Um, the first one is coming up here real quick. Um, but uh, I think I think we're going to do just fine. Uh, but let, let me throw a caveat: we gotta we gotta have some outside shooting. But if we have that, I think we're going to be just fine. Mike, you and I were talking a little bit. I think it was earlier in the week. Do you think Illinois is going to run well with with UCLA? I, I do. I, I think the you got to look at the the physical floor. Here, I think they're they're going to be able to come into virtually every game and feel like they have, um, or at least can match anyone's physicality or um, you know the length that they have and 
now seeing these other guys emerge, I, I think it's huge. And we, we touched on what Matthew Meyer and RJ Melendez can do and how they are going to emerge. And look, this is the reality. If I were to ask you who the three guys on this team are that you feel like are most established in the first two games in terms of what their roles are, it's probably Coleman Hawkins, Terrence Shannon, and Dane Danger off the mm-hmm. bench and what he offers. So now the other the other guys, you just you got to figure out your way. And I think everybody before the season wants to say that they'll do whatever they can to help the team win. Um, and, and it's and it's it's going to be a challenge because a lot of these guys are capable of doing a lot offensively. And you're going to have nights where you score twenty three and the night and like Coleman Hawkins did, and then score six the following night. I think that's what was so impressive with Coleman was mm-hmm. he was patient. Like he, he didn't look like he was he didn't look like he was pressing. He didn't look like he cared about numbers or anything. So going back to your original question, yes, I think they can compete with them. And I think this Monmouth game is huge just to kind of inch closer to solidifying, hey, what are our roles? Who does what? And I think that's gonna change from game to game. But I think you you look last year, I guess this, this is the last point I'll make. Sorry for being long winded. But the difference between last year's team and this year's team, last year's team, the margin for error was small defensively. It's part of the reason why you had to play drop coverage. It's part of the reason why when they made shots, it was great, and they and they were in games and won games. And when they missed shots, they usually lost that game. With this team, that's different. So I think you can even go play UCLA and not shoot the ball well and have a rock fight and still pull that game out. And that I think that's the luxury you have with this team. So um, – yeah, I think they can absolutely compete with them because there's a lot of stuff that's translatable as opposed to if they came out and were 13 for 25 from three in both their exhibition games, you'd be like, I don't know if that's going to translate <laughs> to UCLA. But they haven't even really shot it well. And they've just they've, they've run teams out of the gym because they force these turnovers and those turnovers are, are forcing or are leading to more high percentage looks, more high percentage looks than they got last year outside of maybe Kofi right at the front of the rim. So long-winded but yes yes scott i I do think they can compete with them yeah ucla is ranked number five right now and you know and i think for good reason um and it it just it to me it seems i'm not disagreeing with you but i think there's a lot of people that feel like well i think illinois is good but you know are they really good and it may take time for them to be to be really good and i i wonder what illinois ucla will look like in a week, but I also look like wonder what it would look like if they were to match up in March. Yeah, I think the the rotation is going to shrink a little bit, and I think they're, they they're probably going to play nine guys, but it's going to be less minutes for a few of them. We'll see who that ends up being. But Brad Underwood made the point tonight with Matthew Meyer, like if you're not going to guard, we can't really play it because we got other guys that can. So that's that's what makes me most encouraged about playing a team like UCLA is I do think that they are a little bit further ahead than I thought defensively. And that's really that's really all you got to care about early on because the offense is going to be have peaks and valleys and um and UCLA is a good team, but I also think that if you're UCLA, look at the other side. You know, you got these guys coming in, the way they guard, their versatility, they're at you, they put you in foul trouble, they get to the line. Like that's if if you if you jump into the other film room for them, you're probably like, "Oh man, this is a tough early test for them as well mm-hmm. yeah if illinois starts hot like they they didn't tonight but yeah if you you start hot against ucla that you you put them in a hole this is a, a team that's going to be tough to to come back against 24 turnovers forced today for the illinois defense they scored 28 points 
off of those turnovers. 10 in the fast break, 8 blocks, 11 steals. It was an all-around great defensive effort. We might hear one of those highlights coming along the way. We'll take another break here. We'll check out the text line. You can still ring in if you want to on the fan line. We missed 11-11 on 11-11, so hopefully all of the veterans had a great Veterans Day. Wishing you a happy Veterans Day here on the Fasteners Etc. Postgame show break and some more. Dane's been really, really good. And, uh, you know, the head ball coach finally started running something to get him you know, some opportunities, and uh, uh, man, he's just playing hard, Brian. He's just playing the game simple. He's not trying to do anything he can't do. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's leaving the ground for rebounds. He's, uh, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's impacting the game, and he's, you know, right hand, left hand around the basket. He's, he's a handful, and, uh, uh, you know, there's no doubt we've got to, we've got to uh, keep getting him opportunities. <laughs> More on Dane Danger there from the head man himself, Brad Underwood, as Illinois is 2-0 after a, wow, I should have done this math beforehand, 38-point win, good teams win, great teams cover, and that's what the Illini did here today. Back on the Fasteners at Sarah Postgame Show with Mike, Scott, and Evan. Scott, you, you had something? I got I a question for Mike, and I'm not trying to, uh, to pour a... Uh, you know, whatever on the whatever here, because Dane Dage is great, but he he's not been good at the free throw line. And does this become a little hack a shack type of approach for teams down the road? What do you think, Mike? Oh, hit that mute mute button, Mike. There we go. All right, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> it could, yeah, it could become an issue, but I don't know. We've seen poor free throw shooters before. I think I, I do remember over the course of, a, I think they did. Someone did it to Kofi. Um, I forget what the game was, but it was a couple of years ago. Someone did it to Kofi. Uh, I just, I don't know how sustainable that is. Um, I do think that he has this weird low dip. It's almost like he, you know, when he was younger or when he was in third grade, he dipped all the way down to get it up to the rim. It's like, Hey man, I'm not sure you still have to do that, Um, (laughs) but his touch, like he has, he has the touch. So I actually think that the more he gets confident, I, you know, that, he won't be a 40% free throw shooter like he was tonight. So um, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see how he progresses with that and how he deal, how he manages that. But the beauty of it is, you know, if Dane's in the game and they are hack-a-daining, um, you got other guys that you can put yeah. in there and you feel like, you know, you don't have to have him on the floor, although he's proved to be an asset. Yeah, and he's a guy who's going to move the ball maybe if he starts getting doubled and collapsed. All right, he gets the ball in the backcourt. Like, he can, he can advance it. Kofi... We're kind of shaking in your boots if Kofi had to advance it. By the way, he he is a redshirt sophomore because okay. his first year at Baylor he sat out, so that was his redshirt. Then last year counts. Yeah, he played three games, but it's not like football now where there's a threshold. I, only if it's medical. But mm-hmm. he transferred out and sat for the second semester here, and now he's so this is his third year in college basketball but he's only played five total games and two meaningful <laughs> games now but he just doesn't look like he's not that green and I think it first of all he's been with a program now one way or another for two plus seasons and he got some training against Kofi <laughs> which I know is starting to be a tired trope but 
It's true. I, I and I think you you saw it because he he gave the the too small sign to the guy after he he dunked <laughs> on him. You know, so so he went to the the school of Kofi. He knows all about that. Uh, more texts here on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Bruce in Houston says that uh, some rowdy alumni are excited about this team down there in Houston. Glad to, to hear Simeon's back. Now let's go get Purdue tomorrow. Yes, indeed. Thanks for the text there, Bruce. Oh, I thought you... Nothing. No, I'm good. Okay. And uh, 217 Texter already looking ahead to the, the last game of the regular season, the matchup between Zach Eady and Dane Danger. So... We got a, a long way to go before we get to that yeah. one, but um, it, it's it's it'll be interesting to see how this rotation evolves because I, I don't think that they had Dane Danger as a twenty-five to thirty-minute uh, a night kind of guy going in, and situations kind of dictated that here early. But you would think, especially when Big Ten play gets here as the big body guy that that he is, he he's going to be called on to play 15, 20 minutes uh, a night and building up the, this early confidence might change some some ideas that they had for a, a couple months down the road. Yeah, I had somebody tweet at me tonight that said, hey, you know, we're two games in and it's already, let's shift the starting lineup, let's take this guy, let's bench <laughs> this guy, let's start him. And I think people can lose sight of, hey, sometimes there's a reason why this is working the way it is. Just with the certain lineups that you have in and um dane coming off the bench you got to understand that when dane's in the game you're in drop coverage you're not switching one through five like you are in the beginning of the game and that's why i like keeping the starting lineup intact i feel insane for talking about switching the starting <laughs> lineup after two like 40 point wins but to address it because i know people you know you see the production you think about inserting him in at the five and look coleman thrives at the five mm-hmm. um in that position being switching one through five being at the point of attack in the press um and you have a different type of aggression when you're switching one through five, when you're punching people in the mouth with that at the beginning of the game, because it's uncomfortable. And in, and what you don't want is to start in drop coverage and get a team getting in a rhythm, coming off of ball screens, hitting pull-ups, spraying it around. For th- like, I think there's just a different type of, I don't know, feeling that you have as the, as an opposing team when you have to face that type of pressure to start the game right away. And I think that's an asset – and whether that's, you know, Matthew Meyer coming out and Ty Rodge, like there's there's different ways to mix and match that where you can keep that formula. And I think that's that's part of the reason why it's, you know, such a luxury to have for this Illini team. A lot of different ways for the Illini to win here. And they get it done with the bench, mostly 43 points from the bench. Half of that basically from Dane Danger, uh, Jaden Epps in there as well. Illinois getting it done here in the first couple games of the regular season. What what do we think here? Do we want to pick out our, our Tapman's Towing play of the game? Brought to you by Tapman's Towing. If your car won't start after the game, call 217-328-2424 for the most trusted roadside service in downstate Illinois. Tapman's Towing, and you can visit them online at tapmanstowing.com. I'm excited for this plan, and I'm happy to be a part of it. The Tapman's Towing play the game. Okay. You were asking if it's time for it, and I'm saying I think this is a great idea. All right. I I thought it was a a fine time for it as well. And and dunks tend to to be the flashiest and the best of highlights, but there's a little bit defense thrown into Mm. this one as well. Really got the crowd into it, got a timeout out of UMKC in the second half, and and really locked things down for the Illini here as everybody's getting involved in the win here for Illinois. (laughs) 
Harris comes up to trap. Not yet across the line. Now they are. Jump stop near midcourt. Melendez tangling with Andrews. Trying to get a five count. Andrews in trouble. Lost the ball. Stolen by Hawkins. Slam dunk. Coleman Hawkins with the slam. And it's 61-34. Fast break the other way and a block by Danger. Out of bounds. And Danger is getting a standing ovation. As are the Illini. And Brad Underwood pumping his fist. He's liking it. Yeah, there's Coleman causing some problems on defense. One of Dane Danger's five blocks. And that little sequence there is going to get our Tapman's towing play of the game. It got the fist pumps from Brad Underwood as mm-hmm. well. And, Mike, I want to ask you this question. I am always intrigued by coaches' reactions, and they seem to be unmoved at times by things that will bring the house down. Maybe it's because they've seen it a million times, and then other times they are fired up one way or another by things to us that seem minute or escape us. So there he was fired up. But uh, when you were playing, are you ever looking for your coach's reaction and hoping you're going to get an attaboy or something like that? Well, I think sometimes when it's maybe something that he's been preaching in practice or it's something that, you know, hey, we want Dane to block shots without fouling or defend without fouling or whatever it may be, we want Dane to attack the glass. And I think all that moment kind of culminated with that. And those are the types of things when you've been repping it and stressing it and it finally happens and materializes in the game, that can get you fired up. Whereas like Terrence Shannon drives down and punches one you feel like you've seen that story before even though you you still are are moved by it when it happens so uh i don't know i think too for some of these coaches as well it's it's almost like you want to be it's like jay wright chris jenkins hits the buzzer beater in 2016 and he kind of just says bang under his breath (laughs) and walks over and you're you're dumbfounded how a guy in that moment isn't going nuts but it's almost i don't know it's like i think coaches take pride in being able to be the ones that are kind of mild-mannered when something insane is going on. Somebody's got to be that calming force, right? I would go out, if I ever was out there and I'd like made a layup with uncontested, I'd be looking for the coach to be throwing a party. And that's probably why I, I wouldn't be out there. They may. I, if, if, if that's what you're looking for after an uncontested made layup, it, you know, a party may have to happen. <laughs> Who would win? They can throw me in the sports psychologist office. Who would win one-on-one, Scott Beatty or Dave Portnoy? I don't know if I would pay any money to watch that basketball game. we got more thoughts next. It's the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show. You can weigh in on today's game by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line, 217-356-9397. Or texting the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217 351 Five three five seven. Zero of 12. Beyond the three. Here's another one by Meyer. And we finally got one. Brad Underwood throws his arms out and says, finally. Looking right, bad pass. Stolen by Meyer. Turnover. The other way. <laughs> Matthew Meyer with the off-balance shot. He has five, and that was not an easy layup. Matthew Meyer was the one you, you you might expect to hit the first three of the game, but he was he was pretty quiet this evening. Didn't play a whole lot. He in still the, played better, didn't he? He I thought he did as well, but he only 
Utah lead. What is that? Four minutes in the second half. Still finishes with five and two. Had two early fouls. Got a block and a steal in there as well. Just played that steal and score for you. Illinois wins 86-48. to And Mike, kind of as we were talking with Simeon, and we've heard it, he's getting in shape. He was late arriving to campus as he was finishing up his school stuff. And he's a guy I was chatting with somebody during the game. As much as we're counting and looking for Matthew Meyer to be the guy here, he wasn't even the guy at Baylor. He was like the fourth or the fifth or the sixth guy there. So not only is he on a new team finding a new role, he's being kind of pushed up uh, as far as guys you're, you're paying to attention to on, on the scouting report, not necessarily getting keyed on here, but it, it's a, a different kind of pressure on this team. Yeah, I still think, though, because of what he's done in the past and because of the type of player that he's viewed as, because he still is this, you're, he's still guarded a certain way. They ran a certain action, um, you know, to to get a little, uh, you know, Sky came off a ball screen. And if you saw it, Coleman sets the ball screen, and then they quickly kind of slipped Matthew Meyer under it to come out to the top and lift him. And it took away that tag man that would help on the roll for Coleman. And, you know, that's still a defense honoring that it's Matthew Meyer, that it's a guy that is liable to be able to na- make shots. And I think the biggest thing for him is, I mentioned it during the game, but we talk about all the time staying within yourself offensively and not forcing things and um, not making it tougher than it should be. And that's what Matthew Meyer needs to do defensively. He needs to to play within himself. He's a really capable defender. And he just continues to bite on shot fakes and over pursue and, uh, you know, get so far almost chest to chest with with his guy at 28 feet. And it's it's really hard unless you're Tony Allen, like it's really hard to get chest to chest with your guy and still be able to backpedal and get in front. He just needs to stay disciplined and play within himself, and I think that's going to help him out because I can tell it's not a lack of care. I think he cares, and I think he's pressing on both ends right now. And I think as as he just settles in, he'll be good. But what you don't want is to have this tying offense to defense thing where if he's not making shots, he's also not playing great defense he's capable of of offering that every single night and and the offense will will find itself he's just he's working his way back into it and he'll be fine and and I think RJ Melendez is kind of in a similar boat and that now he's a starter and for for whatever reason all of his shots in the last game were from three and the very first one he took in this one was a pass and a catch and a shot for three that he missed and I really liked him taking it to the hole there towards the end he had a strong finish at the rim after a shot fake which is more of RJ Melendez's game and I think when he starts to do that he'll see the shots fall he'll get more confident and that's a, a guy you talk about like shuffling the the lineup and things like that he, he that's somebody that Brad had here last year, so he he's more likely, I think, to lean on him here in the early part of the season. Yeah, and he doesn't need to press. I he's he's so active, and the way they use him in that press, like if he just plays hard, he's gonna he's gonna get six to eight points just off that alone, and he's gonna shoot some free throws. And I thought in the first half. I, I got a little worried because it looked like for a few, few of the guys, it looked like kind of a, a my turn thing was materializing. And that's what you don't want with this team is a bunch of capable guys offensively. They're like, you know, it's my turn. Yeah, but you still have to work for that high percentage shot. And you may not be the guy in that possession, but 
as long as that trust is built and guys are moving the ball and making the extra pass, you're more likely to make the extra pass when you feel like you'll also get the extra mm-hmm. pass on the next possession. And I think that takes time. That's part of the chemistry thing that needs to develop. So um, yeah, I'm not worried about RJ. I think he's still trying to find his way. There's a few of those shots in the first half were clearly rushed, clearly forced, and just taken in weird spots of the floor. Like he dribbled almost east-west and got into this floater in the first half, which which looked kind of unorthodox. So, um, you know, to have these is- quote-unquote issues with RJ and Matthew Meyer and you still feel like the team's in a really good position – when those guys come along, it's going to be needed because some of these other guys are going to have off nights. So I'm not worried about RJ, and I'm really not worried about Matt, for that matter, either. 15 assists on the 30 baskets by Illinois today. You like to see that uh, th- that zone. I don't think it really gave them problems. Like you said, it was a chemistry thing, and guys trying to take it themselves rather than passing and, and getting some zone splits. So that, that'll that come along. Also, don't think we're going to see a whole lot of zone as the, the season moves along. Boo zone. Um, um, maybe maybe on November 29th when Syracuse comes uh, to State Farm Center. I hope they shoot 30 for 35 that day. That is Illinois. Um, Sky, were, were you wanting to, to take a look at, at yeah. a scoreboard here? Because we, we've got some compelling matchups and some upsets as well as we blow out your ears. The, the folks need to know. They do. The folks need to know. There was a basketball game on a boat, specifically an aircraft carrier, and it was an entertaining game. Gonzaga outlasts Michigan State. They come from behind. Michigan State had a shot that missed at the end. Bulldogs win 64-63. Drew Timmy, 22-13 in that one. Purdue beats Austin P 63-44. Zach Eady with 30 points and 11 <laughs> rebounds. He had nearly half of the Boilermakers scoring. Minnesota no troubles with St. Francis winning 72-54. They're 2-0. Scani over Stanford in a baseball stadium, 60-50. That's a very on-brand score for both of those teams and the Badgers are 2-0 and oh. Iowa stays undefeated they roll over North Carolina A&T 112-71 Northwestern undefeated still they beat Northern Illinois 63-46 in a game at home Michigan gets a scare from Eastern Michigan but the number 22 Wolverines win it 88-83 Hunter Dickinson 31 points and seven rebounds. And that's a look at the uh, Big Ten scoreboard. Illinois volleyball sweeps Michigan State tonight. Three sets to none. They'll play Michigan tomorrow night in a game you'll hear on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Of course, Illinois football tomorrow morning. Our game day coverage will start in about nine hours and 23 minutes. Not too far off. Really excited for that. Good to see Chris Thomas's team get a, a sweep here tonight. Get on the bus quickly to Ann Arbor. We'll see what they can do against the Wolverines. I think there were a couple upsets in the top 25. Um, I I will, right. I'm getting on that. No, it, it's not that big of a deal. It's a, big 10 is what pertains to us the most. But yeah, I, I, think I, we'd be, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the Pac-12 SWAC Legacy Series. That is apparently a thing. I knew there was a Big Ten ACC challenge. A couple. Of, I'm not kidding you. The Pac-12 SWAC Legacy Series is a thing, and Grambling State knocked off Colorado tonight. So Ooh. 
oh they my gosh. give uh, they give the swack a win there, <laughs> which is which is great for the legacy series. Yeah, notable Villanova lost That's to what Temple. It was Villanova yeah. number sixteen battle to Temple 68-64. Temple led at halftime in that game, and uh, well, Illinois' opponent on Monday, Monmouth. Lost to Virginia, eighty-nine to forty-two. Virginia could be a future opponent next weekend, so no worthy game. UC Irvine is currently up twenty-seven on Oregon. Um, oh, who, who is the twenty-first ranked team in the country? Why do I feel like you're just going to be staying up watching that when we're done, <laughs> Mike? I I might turn it on right now, honestly. <laughs> I'm not saying you have a problem. Just how, about, how about this? Oregon, 11 for 40 from the field, 1 for 16 from 3. Mm. It is early. That'll do Right? It. Is that what it is? It's just early? Yeah. That's, they got some things to work out. That's for sure. <laughs> A little bit of turnover there up in Eugene for the Ducks. Uh, we're going to do a refresh here of the text line. You can still call in. We're coming up on the end here. We're going to hit our keys to the game after this, and, and we'll, we'll leave it up to you. If you, you want to lead us in the conversation, we'll find some more to talk about and wrap coming up. We've got to find that energy, that emotion to play with all the time. And it, and it can't be just a, a switch when you when, when the jersey is different. You know, it's, it's got to be every night. It's, you know, it's why these, these rings, you know, on the inside of them, everyday guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and we, have to, we have to become that. We're not that yet. And, um, you know, we've got to learn to execute. We've got to become tougher as, as we step up in competition. Execution is going to be vital. Um, and, um, you know, I think we're, we're continuing to f- still figure some things out. Uh, who, where, what, how we want to go about getting guys opportunities. Jay Neps was terrific tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought he gave us a big lift. And, uh, you know, we saw his ability to score the basketball. And, uh, again, it's... Uh, uh, you know, we got to play with pace. We got to play with speed. Uh, we got to get to the foul line. Uh, but I thought we were we were we were pretty flat emotionally. A lot going on at the State Farm Center this evening as Illinois gets their second win of the year, 86-48 over UMKC. Back here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show with Scott, Mike, and Evan. They raised a banner, handed out some rings, some Illinois legends, I guess you could say, right? A oh, couple yeah. of them are going to have their jerseys in the rafters. So, Well, maybe. At least one of them. Yeah, Kofi will, but Brad Underwood said postgame that one of the reasons he wanted a big tribute for Trent was that he's not sure that Trent's number will be in the in the rafters. I don't think it meets the poppycock. The, yeah, <laughs> you're not alone there in the the brewing storm on social media. But there's certain criteria that you have to meet, and I don't mm-hmm. know that he met, meets it in terms of the you know whatever all American status, national. Or, or, yeah, there's the types of things you have to have to have, but. Would you rank in the top 10 of basically every category that matters? Doesn't that count for something? I think you could make a case. I don't know. We'll see. We'll give it there's some time. One, there's one stipulation on there that I think, I, I forget what the exact it, list it's is, but like, there's one thing on there that you were, could say, yeah, hey, that's Trent. Yeah. Like something about making it, I don't know what it is, making a big impact or mm-hmm. something. Well, I, I think it's why like Jerry Colangelo's name is up there or something, you know, significant contributions to the game, something like that. 
So all he needs to do is lead Team USA to a few gold medals or, I don't know. Formulate formulate the redeem team. <laughs> there we go. Something like that. Faster's et cetera, post-game First in show. our hearts. That's all that matters. Let's, let's do our keys to the game. Brought to you by Game Day Spirit, the best selection of University of Illinois apparel, and brought to you by... Hickory Point Bank. What were you you guys' keys to this win? Mike, go ahead. I for one, I thought staying consistent, you know, with what they bring to the table defensively. Mm-hmm. I thought I was able, like I said, to to stem the tie. But I, I'd like to give a little call out to the the freshmen, particularly the guards, Jaden Epson, Sky Clark, handling the point guard duties, zero turnovers between the two of them, and, and Epps in particular, like like Brad mentioned on the post game coming in and being that stabling force. And he was the first guy to check in that didn't look like he was rushing anything, which is huge and, and rare for freshmen and sky, same thing. He, he's just, they have a calmness about him, a, a certain swagger about them. And uh, I'm excited to see them grow. I thought they were huge tonight. Well, for me, I did pregame. I, I was, I do think that RJ Melendez and Matthew Meyer took a step. And I, I think RJ Melendez is, is, is well, they're both playing below their mean, right? They're going to they're going to come back, um, for whatever reasons. They're just not quite there, and I think they're coming from different spots. I, I do wonder about more expectations on R.J. Melendez. You know, as a freshman, you can kind of be a little bit shielded from all that because you're just new and you can just be new and enjoy it. Uh, now the expectations come for you and Luke Goody out. Maybe that ratchets it up a little bit. But I thought there was better play. Ultimately, Illinois was fine, even if they weren't at their best. Uh, but I, I'm just, you know, going forward, you're going to need them in a big way. Yeah, and my, my key was going to be kind of what Mike said, just the, the defensive intensity and, and keeping that up throughout the game. That that highlight we played earlier for, for the, the play of the game was 30 minutes into it, and Illinois was already up 25, and they're still trapping, and they're still running down balls. And you got Ty Rogers diving on the floor and Sky Clark, and, and everybody's – going for it I, I think they they understand especially when you you see a banner raised and, and a lot of the guys weren't a part of it uh they want to do something like that too so i i, I like the intensity and, and the effort that, that illinois brought tonight shots weren't falling but those will come especially if they stay within the offense playing with pace but not playing too fast the freshmen look like grown men out there i mean sky clark is the biggest six three dude i've ever seen jay neps like you said he he looks and he acts like he's 25 30 years old like he's been doing this a long time so it's going to be going to be quite the treat watching this team grow over the next few months so those are our keys to the game brought to you by hickory point bank with roots right here in our champaign urbana community hickory point bank invested and by game day spirit we're going to give it a last call here as we get ready to transition to illinois football tomorrow here on dws and whms one more break get in your calls get in your texts here on the fasteners etc post game show yeah did enough things that were uncharacteristic of Turnaround jumper, rimmed it. Pretty good-looking shot. Rebound to the corner. Rogers dives on the floor, can't get it. Loose follow, picked up by Hawkins. Back to Rogers for the slam. Yeah, there, there was that hustle play from Ty Rogers. The freshman finishes with 
four one and one, not the rebounding and assist output that he had in game one, but nonetheless, still a solid effort from the freshman in Illinois' win here tonight, 86-48 over Kansas City. Last call here on the Fasters, etc. post-game show, Evan, Mike, and Scott with you. Uh, one last text here, nice, from an 801 area code. Good game, still in football mode, ready for tomorrow, go Illini. Yeah, I hope, it, if you're going to the game, maybe you're already asleep, but if you're staying up with us, Hopefully you're going to the game tomorrow. Well, you could be listening on the podcast right now. Or yeah, you're you're driving down for the football game and you're right listening now, yeah, to you're, us. And, yeah, so I'm, that's like time traveling. Yeah, <laughs> ten and two, folks, ten and two. Oh, we're we're grateful for you to be listening. That that highlight you played. There's just times already in two games, Mike, where there's some beautiful basketball that's being played. I know there was some. There were some moments too, but this, this to me, it's like a young thoroughbred is, you know, kind of getting its legs, and you could just see how good it can be. And when this team is passing the ball, it's incredible. Yeah, it's a good mixture of, you know, we were in awe of the athleticism and you know the highlight reel dunks and passes, but really, I think just you have a lot of really good basketball players out there beyond just the athletic. Yeah prowess that they have um now that said I'm, I'm i'm sitting on the couch watching the game and one of my neighbors who pl- actually played at xavier a few years ago we're watching and this is his first time tuning into this particular illinois team and you know every time it felt like there was a fast break both of us were like oh oh <laughs> like and it was it was a new guy every time that's what was so crazy about it but you're right I, there's a lot of really good basketball and i think that's part of what brad underwood wanted to address right let's go out and get guys that can you know tonight the shooting aspect of it probably wasn't there but dribble pass shoot occasionally i guess um those types of basketball but like ty rogers is a basketball player um you know this doesn't always show up in the stat sheet but a lot of these guys can can do a lot of things yeah a couple of texts going back here uh, somebody asking about luke goody's return i believe he's going to be reevaluated here in the next four to five weeks and then they'll go from there but he, he's gone from that scooter thing you put your knee on to He's doing walking on a boot, so that's that's encouraging. But I I think that is a guy. You you said it early on, and I hadn't really thought about it. Without him, they are kind of missing a shooter out there. Mm-hmm. You saw Alfonso Plummer in the house tonight, and it's like if this team had an Alfonso Plummer, maybe Luke Goody becomes that. Maybe there's somebody on the roster who hasn't really shown to be that, but it'll be good to get him back so that they can stretch the floor a little bit. And, and talking about the the roster that's been, been put together, a texter asking your thoughts, Micah, about the next recruits coming in that just signed this past week and it's a a similar kind of thing guys that can play multiple positions do a whole bunch of things and and just really good basketball players well same thing right you you know you had to reinvent the wheel with Kofi and you had to formulate everything game plan scheme around him defensively you got to be in drop coverage offensively we're going to run a lot of horns action we're going to roll him into the post we're going to throw a lot of high low passes and now it's you can do a little bit of that with Dane. You can do, you know, a lot of dribble weave stuff. You can run this kind of five out random structured randomness, like they call it. Um, and I think you're, you're tougher to prepare for because of that. But these recruits coming in, I mean, Imani Hansbury fills that bill where you can play him in a, in a one through five, not, not him at one through one through five, but switching one mm-hmm. through five and 
Um, same thing with Zachary Perrin and, um, you know, and then Dre gives Lawhorn, same, same thing, tenacious defensive on the defensive end and, um, good in ball screens, dribble pass shoot. I mean, that, that same type of formula, cause you want to continue to build on this system and build this foundation and then, you know, weave these guys into it as opposed to just going out, getting talent and then just trying to figure it out. So I think they've done an outstanding job of it, addressing that. And I'm sure they'll continue to do the same going forward. Something you said at the outset of this segment, Mike, I think is important to underscore because we were, we were talking about how athletic this team is, but you, you had it and they're basketball players. And I'm glad you did. Sometimes the term athletic is actually pejorative. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's almost code for like, well, they're really, really gifted athletes, but, not as skilled, you know, it's sometimes that you'll kind of catch coaches talking about opposing teams that way. And it could kind of be thrown around as, it, you know, unrefined or whatever. No, these are good basketball players, but the, the, the ability to not only provide some flash, but do multiple things because of their athleticism is what puts the ceiling pretty high for this team. Yeah. And nothing against UMKC, but that was UMKC. UMKC yeah. had some solid athletes, you know, they, they, they were quick in some areas, but they just didn't have a ton of basketball players. Um, and I think th- those are the types of teams that you can exploit when you have those players. It's just tough to match up. And I mentioned the, the randomness offensively when you have guys that can put the ball on the floor, they can pass. I made, I think I made the comparison a couple of weeks ago, but um, that Dayton team with Obi Toppin mm-hmm. at the five, they ran a ton of random five out and, the reason why it works so well is because it's hard to scout because it's just, it's inventiveness. You're doing it on the fly. And as opposed to having 15 actions that you run that a team can literally sit there and scout and call out from the bench. You can't call out, you know, Hey, Terrence Shannon's getting to his left hand. <laughs> Either you can stay in front of him or you can't like, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's going to come down to the physical athletes. And when you mix the athleticism with, with, with skill, like I think they have, they've married that with a few of these guys. Uh, it's just it's tough to prepare for. It's tough to stop when you're in the moment. And if you're on the scout team, good luck repping it because it's you know you're just not going to have those types of athletes in that length. Four guys finish in double figures. The Illinois defense forces 24 turnovers, and they're two and zero, waiting for Monmouth to come into town on Monday. I think that's uh, going to do it here for the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Yeah, thanks for staying up with us, Mike and Scott and. All of you listening now or anybody getting up early for the football game and listening to us on the podcast, we appreciate it. We'll be back in the morning for game day starting with Saturday Sports Talk brought to you by Pella Window at 8 o'clock, pregame at 9, kickoffs at 11. Then Scott, Michael, and I will be back with you for the postgame show. Joey will be here as well. All weekend long, really this whole month, there's a a, a lot of Illinois sports going on. So hopefully you guys stay tuned in. Hopefully Illinois can keep bringing you the wins. One more time, 86-48, fighting Illini over the UMKC Roos. We'll do it again tomorrow after football. Good night.
The preceding program was an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1493.9 FM WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations.